And the little girl who is scared and dying of cancer says, do you think Jesus is with me? And she's like, oh, I'm sure he's with you. That's why he watched you get sick and lose your hair and be in pain. And if he was anyone else, we would have to use his own cruelty against him to properly punish him for his behavior. (laughs) But we've given him special moral exemption, so it's totally fine. He's just sitting there watching this bald, scared, frightened, dying little girl. But, oh, I'm sure (laughs) he's... God awful movie movie movies. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because we want to make sure that dying is better than something. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Uh, you think. Eli's going to have a piece of food inside of him this time? <laughs> well, let's find let's out. find out. And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how goes it? Well, I, now I no longer have a piece of food inside me. <laughs> now I'm just holding a carrot. <laughs> I thought, you know, for a vegetarian, you get an awful lot of meatballs stuck inside of you, but, you know. That's true. Doesn't I, count if you don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Singer said... <laughs> Well, mostly he said, like, get away from me, but it's fine, it's fine, it's a long story. <laughs> I'm not allowed within 50 feet of Peter Singer. <laughs> yeah, well, we've all got one reason or another. Or but, the meatball uh, store. So uh, <laughs> tell us, Heath, what are we going to be breaking down today? All right, we watched Miracles from Heaven. And uh, I'm already noticing that a lot of my notes look a lot different than the ones you guys have, but... As I remember it, the movie is a beautiful love story about the interracial same-sex relationship between Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah. Is that also a little girl had cancer or something? <laughs> something like that, yeah. Oh, wait. Did she? Who, who had cancer? Stomach. Some, some, somebody had cancer. Or stomach yeah. something. Yeah. More or less. I want your movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Eli, how bad was the one we actually watched? The I hated this movie. I fucking this movie because here's the thing this movie's the stupid religious part meh meh to the religious part but the main message of this movie is that doctors don't know anything and you need to show up their office and be like excuse me my child's sick i need you to (laughs) cure him and coming from a family filled to the brim with brilliant doctors this is i could not think of a meaner prank to pull on the medical practitioners in my family than to create this movie there's no worse effect you could put out into the world that directly relates to doctors and what they do than this film which is just like you say to him no sir i need a doctor i need one now that's fine i'm finishing my 75 hour shift let me go back in and check on your asthmatic daughter again because you saw miracles from heaven well yeah i i told heath before we started recording i said i have a feeling this movie's gonna piss eli off kind of like the last one pissed me off yes so. this this is my faith matter of faith this is yeah, my so. matter of faith <laughs> So now, of course, I I actually kind of want to start on an uncharacteristically positive note. Like, how awesome is Jennifer Garner? All right, she's she's the star of this movie, and she literally could not have been handed a stupider script, but she fucking nailed it. Yeah, she was like it was it it was it was like if Anthony Hopkins showed up in the middle of if footmen tire you. It was so bizarre (laughs) to see such good acting around this stupid fucking script. But and I will say this. 
she holds up physically about as well as the Austin Powers movies. Like she's not – she looks like – if you told me Carrot Top just like stole Jennifer Garner's hair, I'd be like, I see it. I see it. The identical – do a face comparison. Today, Jennifer Garner, Carrot Top, same person. I – thought she looked incredibly hot but then I, I kind of feel the same way about carrot top so See, that could be <laughs> uh now I, honestly though that's probably the last positive thing i'll have to say oh, because the entire time that this movie was playing i was i was fully aware that in the theater next to us they were playing deadpool and mm-hmm. i still haven't seen you really that. wanted to hop in really wanted to hop oh in my god it was just like it was 40 yards away i could have been watching something that didn't suck but instead I was watching <sighs> Miracles from Heaven, and, and, and I also want to say, like, the chick that took my, uh, that uh, gave me the ticket or whatever was super fucking flirtatious and everything until I said Miracles from Heaven. She's like, oh, never mind, and I was like, damn, now I really like you. <laughs> <laughs> you just made it worse better. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Also, and, you know, because this was our second field trip in three weeks, I just wanted to point out, because the, the prudes we were watching this movie with were fucking hilarious. Like, even during the previews, because there, there's a preview for the movie Pets that shows with all uh, shows all the pets rocking out to heavy metal at the end and the prudes did not approve and then the very next preview was for ratchet and clank and the the tagline was something about kick some asteroid and the prudes did not approve Mm-mm. so wholly <laughs> inappropriate for a cartoon thank you very much see my theater i thought i was going to get another empty theater because i saw this at two o'clock on a wednesday but my theater was me and a Mexican family who decided to have a full-volume conversation about anything except this movie throughout the film. Now, I don't blame them, and I didn't care because the movie was terrible, but I imagine that their process for going to see this movie was like, you know what? We really need to work this out. We need to have a family meeting and talk this through. Where do you guys want to do it? How about a movie theater with a white guy with two slushies? Let's do it. (laughs) Don't give me one for free if you don't want me to have them both. (laughs) Buy one, get one free. Well, I think we've kept the audience salivating in anticipation over this masterpiece for almost long enough. So I guess we'll pause for a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive headfirst into all the not even interesting coincidences that are miracles from heaven. Coming from Pure Flix Entertainment in 2017. What if you believed in holy miracles from Christmas angels of faith in Jesus of Nazareth on the cross? From from the makers of miracles from heaven and heaven is for real comes a movie about hope. Sir, I'm sorry to say, but your boy has a very serious illness. Damn it, man. Just do the operation. A story of life. All right. Well, your son is safe, but he died on the operating table. Well, he didn't actually die. When you die, you're, you, you just die. But his brain stopped braining for a second. And we were all like, fuck, man, you know? A story of miracles. Honey, I'm so glad you're better. Daddy, can I tell you something? Of course, honey. When I died... I went to heaven and saw Jesus. Oh, my goodness. That's so wonderful. And Um, he can suck a cock. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, what? Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't know how many tongues he has, but, like, sometimes it was in between his tits and sometimes it was in his mouth. But it was just like a wet, sloppy vessel of pleasure. Uh, okay, honey. Maybe... Try to rest or something. And there was this lady named Sasha Gray there, and she fed me bacon while she worked my asshole like she was trying to start a goddamn lawnmower. Holy shit, Timmy. 
coming summer 2018. I scream, came dad. I'm not sure if the screaming or the coming made me black out, but if you've never had a three-tongue Jesus work your shaft while liquid cheese gets pumped into every hole you have that can taste, I really can't describe it. What did you expect from heaven? You can fit your fist in there. It's about breathing. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back for the breakdown. And this movie is going to open up by telling us that what we're about to see are real events, which, as we'll soon learn, doesn't really mean. I mean, there there were people. That's pretty much all that that is saying. I wrote in my notes, the moment I saw that, I wrote in my notes, what you're about to see is based on real events. Sure isn't. (laughs) Sure isn't. And then we get uh, Jennifer Garner, and and as good as she was uh, acting-wise, the accent, the southern accent always fucks everybody up, apparently. (laughs) It's exact. I wrote in my notes, oh, I'm already done with the accent, Jennifer Garner, I'm already done. (laughs) She says, when I was growing up, people didn't talk about miracles, and I wrote, I'm guessing words uh, had a two-syllable limit at your house, so uh, (laughs) miracles, no, no, it was mostly talking about possum grilling and whatnot. Um, and then we get the dictionary <laughs> definition of miracles. <laughs> and I wrote, great, a book report. <laughs> <laughs> miracle. A lazy book yeah, report. Yeah, right. Not a good, Where the Red Fern Grows by Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So they, they define miracle at the beginning. That was nice. I was actually getting coffee at the beginning and uh, I didn't see this. Uh, you know, intro part. So I was pretty much lost the entire movie. I could have used that <laughs> miracle definition. It's like missing the. Excuse me, what's a miracle? <laughs> what? Excuse me, what is a miracle? Oh, God, God, they haven't even done that part yet. Um, yeah, no, actually, because we were running a little late. Heath had to drop me off first, and they ran and grabbed a coffee and came back. And by the by the time the movie starts, I'm like, that motherfucker ditched me. Like, I appreciate that. that. That's fucking hilarious that he did that. But God damn it, he fucking ditched me. And then he shows up. I'm like, oh well, that's. He went to see Deadpool. Oh, yeah, I know it. Right. <laughs> What are you talking about? It was great. Miracles from, oh, no. I went to the wrong thing. I oh. wondered when Jennifer Garner was going to show up. <laughs> That's cool. I'm just going to drop you off for these from now on. I'm yeah. just going to drop you off. <laughs> so uh, then we cut to uh, to a couple of little girls all playing outside, rolling in a in a tire together. Right. Good old-fashioned family family-ing. Yeah, right, right. And the one... <laughs> I love, like, right away, this movie starts off with one uh, girl going, that sucks, and another girl goes, you're going to go to hell for swearing over sucks and then they all argue over who's gonna go to hell right well because they're not gonna go to hell because hell's in california apparently their (laughs) their crazy friend thinks that hell is in california (laughs) and at no point does mom go oh guys hell's not real she's just like hell in california no no no. it's underground or wherever we think it is it's it's filled with it's a lake of fire guys read the bible come on don't california well and then mom goes like she comes out she's like none of you are going to hell and then she looks at him and goes unless you get your sunday dresses dirty i'm like really mom you think you're pulling out the hell threats over dirty clothes pick your battles there have been like four playful hell threats and we're one minute into this fucking movie right and then this movie i worried for a second that this movie was a truck commercial because then we turn and we see dad bailing hay and like get, yes. get the mackerel, mackerel, mackerel. i was just like with grab horses. a board yeah. is that yeah. what's gonna like yeah and and dad we learn right away is too country to change shirts indoors yeah so yeah so 
Did he bring a dress shirt outside with him just so he could do the cowboy <laughs> shirt change thing? Like he had to set that up. Yeah. He's like, he's like, Oh, time to go to church. All right. Let me just, you know, get shirtless right now. <laughs> he's that guy who constantly yes, finds a way yes, to be shirtless clearly. for no reason. Let's play shirts and skins. I'll be skins. No, we're just playing one on one. Relax. <laughs> we're playing. Just I know leave the you're shirt. not on my chest. There's really no I know who's who. I'm me and then you're, and you're you. I'm, I have man boobs. We're timer. not doing that. We're absolutely not. Yeah. I think I, I, I speak for all the fat people. We fucking hate you and your entire kind, the guys who pop yeah. the shirt. Fuck you, personal trainer Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Cody Hatch of rednecks. Um, so, like the three of us will find that really funny. He's somebody we know who does that. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, we get the uncomfortable Christian movie kiss in the opening scene. So already yes, rocking the bingo card out. <laughs> Yeah, this movie was going for the all square of Christian movie bingo. Yeah, it, it really was. It wanted someone to win a jackpot. I guess. Boy, did it fill the card out quick. Okay, so now we're at church. So another check on there, and we get sermon number one. But before we do, we get some country music. Oh right. yeah, we do. I had uh, my music note here is "Soul on Fire." This is my jam. I love. <laughs> Can't believe these guys booked third day for their soundtrack. <laughs> Got to perform. I wrote live. In my notes. Man, these Christians know how to rock. Maybe Christian is great after all. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> Fuck you. I was. I, I wrote all the fun of church plus a country music garage band. Holy shit! <laughs> so, and as if that wasn't bad enough, then the then the pastor steps up. Who's he, hilarious? Uh, by he's the way. a prop comedy preacher. <laughs> he's pretty wacky. And he brought a helmet with him to church. <laughs> How would we envision a helmet if he hadn't gotten one out right. <laughs> and shown us? He wore a helmet. And he's brilliant. He's the Bill Hicks of preaching. <laughs> he's the next Kinnison. Give that guy a movie. Oh, shit. Yeah, so the theme of his sermon is no pain, no gain, because I guess Get Her Done was copyrighted. And he, and the way he demonstrates the need for faith is by putting on a helmet and opening an umbrella. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember that. You, you guys ever open an umbrella and it's flipped up instead of down? Hilarious. Well, well, that happens. So funny. Oh, no, it, that would catch the rain. And, you know, they were indoors. It doesn't even make any sense. It's so funny. Umbrella. But then he gets serious and reminds everybody that, hey, guys, just keep, keep, in, keep in mind we're in a cult. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I wrote in my notes here, oh yeah, fall off a motorcycle covered in faith. Let's see what happens. Yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> Can't even keep you dry in a rainstorm. Yeah, but he, he, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. He actually says, faith is the only insurance policy, the real insurance policy. In order to set up a movie about a little girl who would have received no medical treatment for her terribly painful disease, we're about to find out. If not for her parents' medical insurance policy. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the message of the sermon is even if you're wearing a helmet, God can still give your kids stomach-dying disease. <laughs> and uh, then we cut to the picnic, the after-church picnic over at the family that we just met's house, um, where uh, we learn that Dad just opened the area's biggest mixed animal clinic. And I don't think the Bible approves of mixing animals, does it? <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. so. cloning some cow fetuses because the veal's better or something. Yeah, right. sounds evil. Um, there and at this point, there are no stereotypes. This movie won't hit. They've just got barbecues and prayer and children tire swings and all this shit. I wrote in my notes: music note, music to hit your seventeen-year-old pregnant girlfriend. To. Oh God. <laughs> 
gotta wind back. And and we also learn, and again, this is probably on the goddamn Christian movie bingo card. We learn that Dad mortgaged the house to pay for his startup business. Which is fucking stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, okay, if you're a vet and you've got a veterinary degree, you don't mortgage your goddamn house to open the biggest fucking mixed animal clinic. You start with a little small one, and as it gets big, you get bigger. I mean, what the fuck? Are you you've got a giant farm. You can just do your shit out of your back fucking yard. But anyway, like every dad in every Christian movie, he's financially irresponsible, and that's going to be a major theme of this film. Yeah. Um. And so, okay, so then later that, so now we get mom tucking the kids into bed, and apparently they have a, a habit of, like mom goes around and everybody shares a prayer before right. they go to before they get tucked in. And the first one she does this to is the thirteen year old, and she's like, "Do you have a prayer to share?" And she's like, "Mom, I'm thirteen. I'm done with religion." And she's like, "Do it!" And she's like, "Soccer, soccer. I pray for soccer." And she's like, "Good. God cares that about soccer." That would be soccer. my only characteristic throughout this film, by the way. I play soccer. Oh. All of the kids in this movie were invented by the people who do that extreme home makeover show where they're like, hey, we heard you like horses. We've turned your room into a horse and everything's covered in horses. That's these children. Like there's the kid who likes soccer and then the one who's going to get sick likes Paris. And then the little one wants to be big. She wants to be Taylor Swift. Oh, right. By the way, did you guys see that life-sized Alex Morgan poster on the wall? I you know, beat off nice. to that. Yes, I yeah. did. I have a yes, very I similar did. action figure, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Same size and everything. Sticks to my wall sometimes too. <laughs> and also, so they go to the second or the third daughter or whatever, and she's the one who's like, she says, "Oh, I want to go to Paris someday." And I wrote, "Oh, she's the one that's going to die, isn't it?" And, and she, she's yeah. got plans. So, <laughs> see, I wrote in my notes, "You don't get to go to ha- Paris, you little hick shit. Paris is for nice people, people like me. You go to Paris, Texas." <laughs> You go to the Epcot Center and see what Paris looks like through the eyes of an anti-Semite. You don't get to go to real Paris. I wrote, I hope this little girl gets cancer. Oh, wait. No, she likes dogs. I retract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she does like dogs. So The, the prayer she uh, totally shared was flipped it on me. yet another dog. And then we cut to later that, that night where she's all pukey. And I wrote in my notes, vomiting little girl. I don't have anything to jerk off to in this oh, theater. God. Come on. They got to... <laughs> Gotta get. I had to use my sock. The Mexican family was very disapproving at this point. By the way, they switched over to Spanish. I think they were talking about me. That's why they gave you that second slushy, bro. That's what the second slushy was for. That's right. And they show us so much more little girl vomiting than we actually oh, need God, to see. Oh God, yes. Like Strong disagree. Strong disagree. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so, okay, so now we're going to see the doctor. This is actually their third doctor, uh, mm-hmm. that they've gone to see because no one can figure out what's wrong with their, uh, their daughter. And right. this is the first time of many that we learn in this movie that doctors don't give a fuck about human beings. They just want you to get the fuck out of there real quick. Oh, they are, they hate children and their patients they hate them. oh yes <laughs> that's why that's why they're there at the hospital at four in the morning and this guy who's probably <laughs> been working a 12-hour shift is like here's what we think's wrong with your daughter after running several tests that you couldn't explain if i held a gun to your head and she's like mm, but you're kind of frowny oh i'm sorry am i frowny i haven't slept in eight years <laughs> I can see time and hear space. Let me be more cheerful to your daughter. Well, and the doctor goes, yeah, we, we believe that she's lactose intolerant. And mom freaks out, lactose intolerant. Fuck <laughs> right. you, you bastard. She's got something worse than that. Yeah. 
And I wrote in my notes, I'm really glad this movie is focused on my struggle because I too cannot digest dairy. And I just feel oh. like <laughs> now is the time for us to get our movie. Cause like sometimes there's pizza and I can't unless I have a lactase. <laughs> like I can't unless I have a lactase. But her, her reaction to this doctor is so inappropriate. Yeah, she's like, you're lactose intolerant. You're the one who can't <laughs> digest milk sugars. The doctors are all just guessing at stuff. I have a pastor for that. I don't need you to uh, guess yeah, right. at stuff for me. <laughs> so then we cut to the dinner that night where they're all, uh, you know, thinking that she's lactose intolerant and learning that they, that she can't have pizza. So they all decide to, to give up pizza together. And I just want to say it is horribly unfair because one of the little girls is like five years old or whatever. And they're like, you don't get to ever eat pizza anymore. She's like, why? And they're like, because God. And the little girl's like, but I want, but what if I, but, it, and they're like, come on, little bitch. Come on. You're going to hold out and eat, eat pizza. What about your dying sister? Okay, fine. Yeah. I won't eat pizza too. Right. Cause there's never any resentment when one of the kids in the family is sick. No way to increase that by being like, and you can't have your favorite food. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. And she, she does not want to give up that legendary. Burleson, Texas pizza that they're having. <laughs> yeah, we see it at the end. It's uh it's we ran rough. out to tomato sauce, but we got ketchup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have any idea how many string cheeses I had to split apart to make this pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Ungrateful son bitch. <laughs> and uh I guess now the the stomach dying disease has gotten so bad that she's waking up in the middle of the night. And they're going to have to take her to the ER. Right. And an alien is about to burst out of this child. I wrote in my notes, has your child has any experience with a face hugger? <laughs> Do you see H.R. Uh, Giger walking around your apartment by any chance? Would have been a way better uh, turn for the movie. But instead, the doctor at the ER says she has acid reflux, to which mom once again freaks out. Acid reflux? You fucking Jew, I'll tear out your goddamn eyes and strangle you with the optic nerves. She didn't have fucking acid reflux. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll run some more tests, crazy lady in the fucking middle of the ER. And, and again, and this is reinforced throughout the movie, like... This is a bitchy mother that was mean to doctors that were trying to help her daughter who then wrote a book about how her bitchery saved her daughter. And this is how she creates that, right? Like her daughter had a very rare condition that's easy to overlook because it's like one in a million kind of thing. And it's much more common that these problems are going to be acid reflux or lactose intolerance or something like that. So yes, some doctors got it wrong, but that's how this shit works. You know, doctors don't have fucking crystal balls that they run into. Watch goddamn house a time or two. It's not just, you don't, you don't like, you just don't tell on the part of the body that hurts and then it tells you what's wrong with it <laughs> yeah they got zach braff and jennifer garner was like absolutely not get me dr cox right now <laughs> <laughs> or at least somebody older with like a physical disability or something you gotta have a cane or something yeah, right, yeah, right doctor. Exactly. that's the rules yell at the people who went to school for what you're talking about this movie <laughs> right. Right. right yeah exactly <laughs> and of course we also have to when the doctor agrees to do more tests we have to see him roll his eyes like stupid bitch I yeah. want your fucking daughter to not be a screaming A good doctor would have been like, I wonder if your daughter, this nine-year-old who's got a tummy ache's intestines don't work. Oh, right, right. Let so, me do a quick test for that, which we found out through surgery. Yeah. So now we get the old, they bring in the old pro doctor, I guess, and uh, they tell him. He's Jewish. Yeah, well, right, and that's that's the important thing. They got themselves a good Jewish doctor. Um, but uh, he tells them that, that, that they're going to need to take the girl into surgery right away. Um, and so then they nose rape her with a tube 
Right. And this, this was the first moment of me being like, oh, fuck you movie. Cause there's this very much like, ooh, scary tubes and holding down. Mean doctors. Why don't you cure her with kisses and cuddles? Right. Bad doctors. Yes. Bad. And it's like, oh yeah, they're just getting their fucking kicks on Route 66 by shoving a tube down a little girl's nose. They're saving her life. It's a goddamn miracle. I'm sorry that we don't have a cuddletron that reactivates your goddamn intestines and inserts nutrients into your child. Oh, does it ouchie? in the nose nose and that's I mean and that's how they sold this scene like oh my god these doctors are so cruel like they don't right. seem to give a shit about the family at all and it's like they're they, like they have minutes to save this fucking girl's life according to this fucking shit so yeah right. and by the way when when they first tell the family that that Anna has intestinal motility disorder that's the name of this thing mom turns to the cowboy husband and says what's that Kevin tell me and, and he's like, yeah, I think you interrupted the medical doctor. He's probably, <laughs> probably about to tell us. She's like, tell me. And and then Kevin answers correctly. The cowboy guy, he explains intestinal motility disorder to his he's wife a vet. right there. He's a yeah, vet. Yeah, right. So she would let, rather hear horses. it from a vet than a human doctor, I guess. <laughs> So also we get uh, a little cut to the waiting room uh, where we get to see the past, uh, wacky pastor again, who apparently isn't very good at Angry Birds, guys. <laughs> he just can't get past four. that fourth level. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, movie, you got me back. I'm back in. <laughs> I'm back in. But I better see some more of this pastor before I hear about your anti-science. Doctors are all bad people. <laughs> movie. <laughs> oh, you got to use the yellow bean. I didn't even know which bird breaks apart. I know oh. it. I know it was hilarious. <laughs> anyway, so so the doctor, yeah, tells him, you know, that gives him the kind of the daughter's going to die speech, um, and recommends the country's best pediatric gastroenterologist in Boston. But I, and I wrote in my notes. I bet God still gets credit though. Yep. Yeah. I wrote in my notes, we cleared the barrel thing. Miracles from doctors? Nope, never mind. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, when exactly. When says her body can't process through, I wrote, okay, Lemon Law, two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Take this, this one back broken. to the stork. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the theme of this whole thing is like, ha, science doesn't know sometimes. Now we're tied for a minute. Now yeah. we're tied. <laughs> science and religion are the same in this instance. Right. Um, so then we get the whole, like, dealing with the illness series of scenes. We open up on a big, like, pill chart that mom keeps for when the little girl, and, and, uh, I get it, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult, but, but, like, the mom says later, like, what the daughter's pills are, and it's the same thing every day. So why would you need a whole calendar? Wouldn't you just need, like, the times <laughs> of day seven that she needs? Thing. Yeah, exactly. But she has Jennifer a... Jennifer Garner's not yeah. bright. No, apparently No one ever not. taught her the definition of miracles. <laughs> <laughs> she had to look it up in the dictionary. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Um, and then we get more nose rape because apparently the girl is... Um, <sighs> The, the, the like disease she has or whatever she has to be fed through a tube or whatever and right. you know your kid would be dead without that fucking tube but let's focus on how icky and painful it is well right I, 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 I'm, yeah. I'm writing in my nose like wow way to extend this little girl's life modern science if it weren't for <laughs> right. this tube she'd be dead by now but instead Quick, slam her head against the kitchen table yeah right <laughs> Instead of fuck, focusing on that, yes, it's all about, oh, she doesn't like having a new tube pulled out of her nose. She probably doesn't like dying either. I'm just guessing that's worse. Yeah, I was hoping the big sister would guilt the whole family into nose tube eating for, for the rest of the week. <laughs> but they, they didn't have, very disappointed. We can't, we can't have pizza and everybody has to get a family. nose tube. It's a shitty family. <laughs> So then we cut, okay, so like the little girl's trying on her pants and none of them fit because her stomach is all swollen. 
And the little girl turns to mom and she says, Mom, why do you think God hasn't healed me? Which is in all of our notes, followed by something to the tune of great example of why you shouldn't give kids religion. Ooh, tough one. Tough one. Uh, did you sin great recently? Question. You're a shitty kid sometimes. Maybe you sinned. <laughs> Um, and well, and but mom's real answer is like, I don't know, but I know he's only torturing you because he loves you. Right. And I wrote, or does he? Because he could love her and not swell her up like a beach ball. We could try that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first of many times that this movie becomes, I stopped punching you. Oh, thank you so much, God, the movie. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Um, Look at the generous way in which he stopped twisting my nipples. <laughs> Praise be. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we show her at school just so that we can see that Anna can't join in any non-tubal feeding games. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, we meet little boyfriend kid that wants to go to the library with her. Aw, that's sweet. And then we cut to mom who's on the phone desperating uh, right. in her effort to get her in to see this specialist in Boston. And this scene is basically, hey, I've been harassing this already overworked doctor and I'd like you to harass him with me. Yeah, basically, yes. Right. <laughs> yes, because she calls and him. And the doctor's like, oh, I've already called him three times. And I have to say, this is going to come back, but okay, I come from a family of doctors, but one doctor specifically in the family, my first cousin, is the best fertility expert in the world. She's the one who just did the first ever uterus transplant. She works at the Cleveland oh, wow. Clinic. She's brilliant. And this is her life. Her life is people literally looking her up on Google. She had to take her address off of her thing because people showed up at her house to ask her for help. She never is home. She's walked out of dinners during Thanksgiving because people like didn't eat the food they were supposed to be. I actually live with one of the best doctors ever in my life and they're constantly haunted by people who are like, hey, I was just wondering if you wouldn't mind making seven more phone calls. And she's like, oh, look, my <laughs> cell phone. You know what, honey? I'll blow out your birthday candles in a fucking second. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. But instead, this movie presents it as, ma'am, you're on the waiting list. Just fuck off with your dying child. Right. Yeah. yeah. What, first of all, why is this doctor, this doctor then goes on to explain how the waiting list works. Why would you explain the mechanism of a terminal child waiting list to somebody? <laughs> and why is this woman confused about right. the mechanism of a terminal yeah. child waiting list? Well, this is, this is the list. greatest moment in the movie, and I'm glad to see that it I is. wasn't the only one who laughed. Because she goes, well, when will space open up? She goes, well, when someone doesn't need it anymore. And she goes, you mean when they're all cured? Yes. <laughs> and, and Heath laughed out loud. And As did I. Almost got kicked out of the Yeah, but I say, well, morning. you weren't in a full fucking theater full of Christian Southerners or whatever when yeah, you no. did it. I was just like, I'm like, I'm glad we're sitting two seats away. Maybe they won't know I'm with him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the mom goes, oh, there's a, a waiting list. When's the next slot going to open up? You guys are curing all the cancer, right? And the doctor's like, oh, uh, no. Uh, I'm going to send you a list of kids we're treating. You're rooting for these children to die that I'm going to send you. I'm an atheist. Get to praying. Um, and then Come so on, Timmy from Alberta. Come on, Timmy from Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> this kid looks skinny. He can't make it much longer. And then mom goes outside to yell at God so that we can get our, you know. Check. Yeah, exactly. Our fucking right. Christian movie bingo card filled out. I don't understand medicine, the movie. Uh, God, right. Jesus. I laughed in my movie, but my Spanish family was too busy playing Settlers of Catan or whatever the fuck they were fighting over, so they didn't care. <laughs> 
And then, uh, we, you know, we get dad bringing her home a dog, even though they already have like four dogs. Cause, and then, you know, of course, mom's rightfully pissed about placating the dying kid with another dog. She's like, look, you know, that dog's going to outlive her by years. Also, but. tiny thing, but she's like, it's a terrier. Terriers are French. And I wrote in my notes, terriers aren't French, you plebe. <laughs> <laughs> terrier. Fucking terrier. English. Just because it ends in ER doesn't make it French, peasant. <laughs> Detroit is a city in France. Um, and also, mom throws this out. She goes, we don't have a savings account, but we have five dogs. And I'm like, you don't have a fucking savings account? You have three kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bad parenting decisions, the movie. Yeah. And, and Dad's like, honey, I, I know we don't have a savings account, but we've got a basement full of Jim Baker's food buckets. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be worth a fortune any day now. Plus, you know, I got I got my sick animal thing. It's a good life, Christy Beam. It's a good it's life. It's a good life, Chris. He says that so many oh, times God. through the movie. I was like, shove his nose through his brain. Do it. <laughs> Also, I know this is just a movie thing, but I have never actually seen back-to-back bathrooms where there's like two sinks and you both have your own sink in real life. What is that for? I spent, because I didn't want to think about this movie, I spent the next 20 minutes of this movie being like, what are the benefits of back-to-back sinks? Like, how much, how hard is it to share a sink that you're like, whole nother sink, whole nother sink? (laughs) I envy you, honestly. If you've never had to worry about that, um, and, and you live with your fiance, I, I envy you. No, what's it for? Cause I, we share a sink. We share, ev- we share a sink and ev- I've never, what is that back to back? My, my wife uses a sink for about 21 hours a day. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I have know. a sink all to myself and I don't have much sex and it's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much never get laid. Own sink. <laughs> All kind of perks that come it's with great. that. And then um, now we're back at church for sermon number two, which, and we only get a tiny little snippet of it, but the theme of this sermon from the snippet we get is, if shit goes wrong in your life, it's your fault. You're the bad guys in Job. Yeah, I wrote, have you sinned? Maybe that's why your daughter can't eat or shit or whatever. Who cares? Oh, okay. So, but like we get that from the pastor and then we get the, like the mean lady that comes up to Jennifer Garner afterwards and actually directly makes that accusation. Right. But it's like this terrible thing. Like the preacher has just said this. Yeah. And then she's like, maybe somebody's sins are preventing the healing. And she's like, Oh, I can't believe you. And the movie's like, Oh, can you believe that she would say that? Oh, and it was like because she heard the sermon that was just being delivered and (laughs) made logical steps from there well that's right i said like she just said the exact same thing the preacher said only he wasn't speaking directly only to you (laughs) right exactly yeah the 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 pastor saying you know bad things are your fault and good things are god's fault so I don't want to say that Anna's evil per se. And this lady's like, she's evil, all right? How come she's still dying of the sugars? And it's not clear right away she's supposed to be a Like, she might be a good guy at this point in the movie. It seems like the message the movie was sending, actually. So, uh, so then also we- to distract myself at this point, I was just like, Jennifer Garner's like in reach for me to fuck. Like, I feel like if I did the right <laughs> card tricks, I could get there. She's not Electra anymore. That's what I'm saying. She's not Electra anymore. It'd certainly be worth. She looks like out. a pop up for moms need to get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Those are nice pop ups. Women love magic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Make it happen. So then we cut to mom and dad fighting after church, where mom decides she's never going back to that damn church again because of that mean old lady. 
um, which is, I guess, great. Um, you know, however it comes, it's, it's good. Because right. this needs to set up that Faith is going to turn out to be what saves her in the end. And I wrote in my notes, this is a movie about someone who won the lottery to prove the lottery is always a good idea. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In so many fucking ways. Yeah, but so mom's angry, so she's going to take the little kids shopping. And then apparently, I guess, that night she decides that fuck the doctor and the waiting list. She's going to take her kid to Boston anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, mom's plan is we're going to go to Boston to the children's hospital and cut the line. Yes. The dying yeah. kid's line. <laughs> we're going to cut the dying kid's line. Right. That's the plan. <laughs> So then uh, we we go to Boston and she goes to the to the uh, clinic and this scene just upset me in so many fucking ways because the way this movie is supposed to set or is trying to set this up is look at this concerned mother who's willing to do anything for her kid and the way I'm seeing is look at this poor receptionist who has to deal with this mother who's putting her in this incredibly uncomfortable position just because she's a bitch that doesn't understand how lists right. work. Yeah, this is why we need death panels. This is why we need death panels. It's <laughs> this would have solved everything. <laughs> this was pre-Obama. Thanks, care, Obama. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor can't see you without an appointment because he's seeing other people. Right. <laughs> right. It's not oh. like he's in there whacking off to porn or anything. Right, he's... <laughs> exactly. Oh, he's golfing. <laughs> yeah. Right. But mom goes up to the front of his line and starts yelling at his receptionist, and then she starts yelling at the other sick kids, like, do you take shashkathlazapine mid-morning? Like, what's that kid got? Leukemia? <laughs> Stage one, maybe. What's your white cell count? What's your white cell count? He's got six months. He's got six months easy. Are you fucking kidding me? What kind of cosmetic children's hospital is this? <laughs> Also, like she she says at one point, she's like, oh, the doctors tell me it was just lactose intolerance or acid reflux, but I'm her mother. I just know. And I'm like, yeah, Jenny McCarthy, you just fucking know. Like star <laughs> child. I get it. Anna, vomit oh, on the table it. for everyone. Vomit right now. <laughs> Look, that. Look at that. Look at that. Green. Green vomit. <laughs> Front of the There's line. even a... There's even a hint at how hard this doctor works in this scene because she says, well, office hours start at 7. And that's like, oh, okay, so that guy wakes up at fucking 4 a.m. to be there at 5 to do all his pre-paperwork for the line of people. And you're just like, can't he just squeeze us in? It's like, no, he can't squeeze you in. He just eats whatever Grubhub gets ordered by the office, shoves it into his face when someone's not in the room, and then plasters a smile onto the next dying child, you selfish, evil, self-concerned bitch. like right, but according to this movie, that receptionist is just following orders like a Nazi. Right. Right. Oh my god. So yeah. So she leaves the fucking clinic all depressed because they wouldn't like let some other kid die for her kid. Uh, and that's where we meet the magical black woman. Yeah, Queen Latifah. <sighs> yeah, Queen Latifah. What the fuck she was doing in this movie? I cannot imagine. They um, needed ninety minutes. I guess <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so they're at dinner and Anna accidentally spills her drink and the evil waiter's an asshole about it, but. Stupid cracker waiter. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, Queen Latifah, the magic black lady, comes in and she decides to take over by right. wiping up the tea that's on the fucking tablecloth that was gonna get washed that night uh, anyway. Yeah, and then right. immediately, immediately sits down at the table with him. That's like, weird. Which is a bold move. Very weird. Very bold move, but. Jennifer Garner likes an aggressive woman, so (laughs) it led to some fun scene. Oh, I forgot to cross off some of my notes, but it led to to some fun notes. I, uh, I, I, I've got to say, honestly, I did not get the impression that, um, 
that mom was comfortable around the blacks. That's no, <laughs> not a, at no point does she go, we're just alike. Every point at which they interact in this movie, Jennifer Garner is like, oh, silly colored. What am I calling you? Is it colored? I don't know. What is, you have the NAACP and that's Col- a colored. Colored so. American. Colored American, I believe. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So she just sits down at their table and offers to take them on a tour of Boston the next day. I'm like, that's really weird. You get hacked up and killed at the end of that tour, don't you? Right. And she's like, Boston's a great city and fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. Boston's a right. shithole city. Your sports teams fuck their mothers. Yes. Your cops are cowards. Yes. And your 9-11 was two teenagers with a pressure cooker full of firecrackers. Oh, Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I wasn't going to go quite that far with my Boston shit talk, but okay. So, Eli yeah. I went to the finish line with it. <laughs> All the way. Never give oh, up. Oh shit! We need to take a minute on that one. Let everybody. I'm catch not up. sorry. Was I was there shit. in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, too soon. Three hours. Three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ramp up the racism to Nazi propaganda levels with the touring Boston scene with Queen Latokan. <laughs> Queen Latifah yeah. might as well have blackface on her black I, face at this point. It's <laughs> right. horrible. It's so yeah. bad. Also, she has a Ratso Rizzo moment. And her <laughs> car is broken and shitty. I wrote in my notes, if she pushes the car with her feet, it would be slightly less comical and cartoonish. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Her, her car's not fancy like their uh, luxury pickup truck with a gun rack or, back in Pearl, yeah, exactly. Texas. I'm writing in my notes like black people don't use crosswalks. Hilarious. Yeah. No, and instead of a car, Queen Latifah has uh, magpies with cigars that fly her around <laughs> and her friends. It's great. <laughs> so much fun. Great way to tour Boston. I mean, and there's this, there's this like really like just I, I don't even understand how the makers of the film don't recognize how horribly racist and, and disgusting this fucking scene is because they show up at Queen Latifah's car and Jennifer Garner looks at it like, oh, it's a cheap black person car. Oh, like I mean, it's just like sorry, Negro, Negro, Negro. Sorry, Negress? Is it Negress? Negress. Are you an Octoroon? I don't know what. I went. Let me feel your skull. I'll I'll figure out what you are. Come here. You feel these two divots in the back of your head? Oh God. So yeah, so like Jennifer Garner gets into this cheap black person car like she's gonna catch the black or something um and then they they drive around and black people don't drive good either apparently. Uh, so she takes her around to show him like where Tom Brady lives and whatnot. Uh, yeah. And by the way, she says, my boyfriend is Tom Brady and she's a big deal. If your boyfriend is Tom Brady, trust me, he's cheating. <laughs> check his phone. <laughs> check the phone. Get a warrant and check the phone. I saw him with a white chick. I'm just saying. Um, so, okay. So then they tour the aquarium, uh, for right. again, I guess to make 90 minutes. For nine hours, I wrote in my notes, if this movie wants to switch to being about fish, I'm okay with it. (laughs) This is just like, ooh, fish. For 20 minutes, I'm just like, yeah, ooh, fish fish are great. Yeah, right. (laughs) I was like, yeah, this is the most entertaining part of this movie is going through the fucking aquarium tunnel in Boston. And then they have their Ferris Bueller moment with the Monet painting. Yeah, the Giverny. And I wrote, fuck you. The way Monet captured light isn't about you, sick little hit girl. You'll look at some Thomas Kincaid paintings. Those are about you. <laughs> you get Thomas Kincaid. <laughs> Fucking take Monet away from us, grown-ups. 
So while they're looking at that uh, painting, Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah, right, right, exactly. You get a you get a puppy and a dentist, bitch. (laughs) Um, So then they, uh, as they're looking at the painting and having a a spiritual moment or whatever, the doctor calls and says that a seven a.m. appointment is opened up, and they're like, "It's a miracle," and we're like, "No, actually, a kid died of leukemia." So try to have some respect, but no, it was a miracle. (laughs) God is lame at his miracling. And uh, and then we get to meet Dr. Nurko, who in any sane movie is the hero and the only real thing this movie is about. This guy or the guy that this character is based on is a fucking saint. I loved right. this fucking guy. I wanted his goddamn movie, not this movie about this fucking redneck family. Anyway, now, unfortunately, he kind of looked like Mark Ruffalo got left on the dashboard on a sunny day for too long or whatever. <laughs> Was yeah. the best looking guy. Yeah, he looked like Antonio Banderas's less famous younger brother. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> kind of looked like uh, Tony Stark, also combined with the game show host from Slumdog Millionaire. I see that, and the uh, Taco Bell dog, <laughs> okay. all in equal Ooh, yeah. amounts. And okay. by the way, Eli, I feel like you once described someone. Is is this right? Did you once describe someone as being like if cilantro was a person? Is, am I remembering this correctly? <laughs> Did you ever say that? Okay, well, either way, I, Dr. Nurko looks like if cilantro was a person. <laughs> yes. And exactly. I like cilantro. He's a delightful character. Yeah. Mm. Does not taste yeah, like he's soap. He's very, very, very nice. I wrote, I wrote in my notes, this movie should be called Miracles from Narco, but it's not, so never mind. Yeah. Because yeah. fuck this movie. Yeah. No, he looks like the host for Hunger Games Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> Stanley Tucci. Otherwise known as Mexico City. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But he has excellent bedside manner, and he wears an Elmo tie, and that's all I'm looking for in a man. Um, <laughs> and th- this is uh, how we learn how great a doctor he is. Or this is how we're supposed to learn, anyway. He's showing her the, the like the pictures. You remember this part? The little she, cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah. yeah. He says, "See how these intestines on the left are cool, and see how your daughters on the right are all." Fucked up. That's the problem. That's that's why he's a great doctor. Well, I love. He's just. I have a little cartoon here that'll explain it to you. And I figure, you know, okay, at a children's hospital that nice, they probably do have little cartoons that explain it to. Him. But what what the cartoon shows is just guts with lightning bolts on either side of them. And I'm like, yeah, right. you see, your daughter has lightning bolts in her small right. intestines. That's never good. Your circle. It's a very specific bad. episode of Schoolhouse Rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> So he recommends some cutting edge medicine that might help her digest food, and I I, I bet that was God too. That was yeah. my note. But the side effects are diarrhea and a heart attack. So you know you got to <laughs> stick around, <laughs> right? And then okay, so then we go home where we find mom and dad fighting about money over how the fuck they're going to afford to go back and forth to Boston so he can monitor her on this cutting edge medicine. Um, and of course my suggestion was how about retroactively not buying a fucking mansion when you don't have a steady paycheck? Um, I mean like the house that they're living in is goddamn enormous. Also, right. does mom work? Did mom get a job? Cause maybe that would help with money. Just a, just a thought. She's a mother. Oh, I see. That's, well, that's a job too. Uh, she bothers doctors for yeah, a living. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And she's quite good at it. Um, so, but this is also where she admits that uh, she doesn't have faith anymore. And I believe, yes, this is in all of her notes as well. Yeah, she can't even pray anymore. <laughs> she she's can't so, even so pray. So little faith, she can't just wish for stuff. Yeah, she can't do that anymore. And again, Tragic. this movie is not like, oh, good, oh, good. You know, like experiencing some real world shit has 
you know, like woken her up to the follies of believing that a magical sky man will solve all your problems. But no, this is supposed to be the, well, I mean, little girl dying of stomach dying disease is one thing, but losing your faith? <gasps> yeah. So, so now yeah. we cut over to the church and we see the pastor and I wrote, oh no, the pastor has intestinal motility problems too. Oh no, he's just fat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is the scene, I guess, where the pastor tries her to talk her back into going to church. Also, quick tip, if you want your pastor to be sympathetic, maybe don't have a scene that focuses on his giant golden watch. <laughs> right. <laughs> I found that super, super distracting yeah. during the scene. Well, and, and then the pastor, too, he's just like, he's like, yeah, I heard what those ladies said to you, and that was super mean of him. And I'm like, that's the same thing you had just finished preaching about, you dick. Right, right. <laughs> also... Well, this is a fantastic, again, Christian movie bingo, time to present problem of evil. Yep. And she's like, why is God doing this to my daughter? And his answer is literally, I don't have an answer for that. Yes. So I wrote, great, credits. Who we wants done? pizza? I'm going to go see Deadpool. Kung Fu Panda 3. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, ha, 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 you must mean the problem of evil. Silly skeptic. This is not the apologetic you're looking for. <laughs> and scene. But there's still a God. Right. And obviously to absorb that hefty theological blow, we'll need to take a couple minutes to rethink this whole atheism thing. So we'll pause for a quick break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell. Will God elect to benevolently stop torturing Anna? Will medical science do all the work and get only a passing nod when the credit goes around? Why the fuck didn't I just go see Deadpool? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the protracted conclusion of Miracles from Heaven. Hi, I'm, I'm here to see the doctor. Okay, what time is your appointment? Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't actually have one. Okay, well, office hours start at 7 a.m., and if you don't have an appointment, what, what? then- No, you have to understand, my little girl is very sick. She, she has to take tryptomorphamam at 7-11, and at 4 p.m., and then, and then she needs to get an IVB, and an AGD, Okay, okay, and okay, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop you right there for a second. This is a doctor's office. Everyone here is sick. Your kid is sick, so are all the sick kids around you. Take a look around you. See anybody here selling Mary Kay? Did you hear what I said? Office hours start at 7. That means the doctor wakes up at 5 to get here and work. Usually starts a 12-hour day. If he's a world-renowned specialist, he doesn't take vacations. He doesn't actually get time off because all of his care is emergent care. He just comes here, heals the sick in the way that would put your schizophrenic Jew you give a pass to shame, eats whatever he can while walking between hallways, and then does it over and over and over again. And he does all of that while making sure to be nice and not too scary and not too mean and not to miss anything in the dozen patients he's juggling in his head. And since he's a specialist, they all have the exact same condition. And all of those patients waited. They waited for a little girl just like yours to die because despite all our hard work, when you work with sick kids, what they do more often than not is fucking die. Oh, you know what? Never mind. My little girl is better. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. Miracles are everywhere. I will kill her with a letter opener. I need – where's the – we had one. We ha It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> From the makers of Heaven is for Real and Miracles from Heaven. Mommy, I feel sick. Don't worry, sugar. Mommy's going to get you to the doctor. Comes the real-life story. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your daughter is dead. What? That happens all the time. Well, fuck! Fuck you! Fuck my shitty kid and fuck God! Fuck you right in your puckered, mysterious asshole! Coming in summer of 2016... This is what usually happens. The movie. Yeah, you owe us a shit ton of money for, like, medical bills and stuff and, like, child 
funeral coffin stuff? Fuck! And despite the voluntary nature of this podcast, we're back for more Miracles from Heaven, and we're going to open up with a quick going to Boston Medical Center montage. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, music note, music to finger bang said 17-year-old girlfriend too. <laughs> I also love that the montage uh, of shots includes like a shot of mom's empty seat at church. So yeah. apparently the church has assigned seating or whatever. <laughs> There's just no one in that. They have box seats, there. yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, the the uh, montage also includes Queen Latifah giving Anna black people hair in case you didn't get enough racial stereotypes from her right. in the original Queen Latifah scene. Also... Just a little thing, but if you're the kind of person who watches these movies, who listens to us and then watches the movie with us, at one hour and 17 minutes into the movie, there's a stingray that very clearly is Jewish. That's all I can say. <laughs> you watch the movie during this montage. There's just a, like a little rabbinical stingray that's like, hello. Oh, you look sick. <laughs> Are you seeing Nako? Yeah, Nako's good. <laughs> Nako's good. <laughs> Completely missed that. I also love that. Okay, so this is an attempt, I guess, to to pull at our redneck heartstrings. But they show a scene in here where Dad sold his motorcycle. And we're supposed to think, oh, wow, dad had to get rid of his Harley. And I'm thinking, yeah, gee, what a terrible sacrifice for the well-being of your child, man with multiple other vehicles. Right. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like the first thing that goes when your kid gets sick, isn't it? But or, or born, not a big deal. Yeah. So and then the montage basically ends on another scene of Dr. Nurko um, owing Patch Adams royalties at this point. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he's telling, you know, he's telling the mom like, yeah, you know, maybe uh, maybe this isn't going quite as well as we thought it was. We're going to have to do some more testing and shit, which is where we get the the uh, magical amulet scene that becomes pivotal oh i fucking <laughs> hated this i already hated this movie and this scene made me hate this movie more than i already hated oh this fucking God. movie so like this so they're they have to do this test which means that anna's gonna have to take off her cr cross necklace and she doesn't want to because jesus and so they're like, okay, well, what if we just put it right here, and then the magic Jesusness will drip down into the medicine that's actually helping you, where Jesus is doing nothing. And she's like, yeah, I guess, I guess that'll work. Um, and that's all a setup so that we can meet the little cancer girl in the bed next door, Haley. And right. her mom doesn't love Jesus enough because she's just going to regular die, I guess. Right. Yeah. Her <laughs> mom left because she has. Oh cancer. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But her dad doesn't love Jesus either, so. Right, Christoph Waltz, discount, 99 cent store, Christoph Waltz doesn't love Jesus enough, so she's gonna die. Right. But before that, we get a fantastic scene where Abby explains that she's like, why do you want your necklace? And she's like, cause it means that Jesus is with me. And the little girl who is scared and dying of cancer says, do you think Jesus is with me? And she's like, oh, I'm sure he's with you. That's why he watched you get sick and lose your hair and be in pain. And if he was anyone else, we would have to use his own cruelty against him to properly punish him for his behavior. <laughs> but we've given him special moral exemption. So it's totally fine. He's just sitting there watching this bald, scared, frightened, dying little girl, but, oh, I'm changed. <laughs> well, and I'm just saying, like, if I'm selling Jesus, none of the kids in my movie have bone cancer. 
You have your <laughs> option of how many bone cancer children to put in you your own movie. Right, right around the bone cancer. Yeah, there's a way to do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, uh, but then on the way out to go get her fucking test or whatever, she hands her cross to, to the little cancer girl and she says, here, mom, I want Haley to be my religion. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And the dad, by the way, so the dad takes her, Christoph Waltz, 99 cents or Christoph Waltz, takes her outside and he's like, hey, um, listen, I'm sure that your cult is really helping you through this, but maybe don't change my daughter's religion <laughs> while you and your daughter are in the same room. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sure she didn't mean anything by it. And she's like, well, she meant to change her religion. <laughs> like, it's not. By the way, I'm by the being way, super that nice. was a brilliant <laughs> communist accent there, Eli, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Haley says to her, like, atheist dad, uh, hey, uh, dad, I was thinking, um, considering the religion of science has completely failed us, can I please try out Jesus? Can I please try out Anna's Jesus? Anna was, uh, she was telling me actually about Pascal's wager, it was called, and, uh, sounds like I'd be stupid not to just, you know, spread a few chips around, cause, <laughs> Chip, you chips know, are on the table for me, dad. You know what I'm saying? It's not just an intellectual exercise. Yeah. But all I'm gonna say is, okay, so, but when we get that scene, like, Haley's dad is incredibly reasonable with the mom. She's like, I know that's what you believe and everything, but maybe if you could have a talk with your daughter, I don't want to give my daughter false hope and yada, 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 make her think that magic is going to save her and shit. We're all trying to deal with something pretty tough. Um, and of course, in the movie, we're supposed to look at that guy like, denying that child Jesus on her deathbed, you bastard. Yeah, right. And this is actually, well, we're going to get to it. So a pause. First, we've got a flashback to wherever the motherfuckers live, because be older sister missed the soccer audition and i wrote who are these people were they in the movie yeah, right. <laughs> well i love that too that we're gonna cut straight from like uh little girl is dying of cancer to oh and this little girl didn't go to the soccer tryouts like i mean i i can't somehow give a shit at this point like <laughs> there's something about the contrast there that i don't give a fuck about yeah was this written into the contract the older sister was like i just feel like my plight needs to be represented <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I gave up pizza for like a month. <laughs> or I don't know how long she was sick. And uh, so then we go back to Boston where we find out that Anna is tired of dying and she wants to go to heaven. To which I wrote, more good reasons not to give your kid God. Right. This is a really good – and this is the thing. This message is actually really smart It's because the dying kid thing is something that you think is an oh, of course moment. Would it be okay to tell my dying kid about religion or let my dying something – no, because this child now thinks that it gets to go to heaven. It doesn't understand death. You've just lied to it about it not being in pain anymore. It's scared, so it's not going to fight as hard. It no longer wants to live. Right. And if you hadn't uh. set up this – false dichotomy between living and magic princess castle land it wouldn't make <laughs> yeah. that choice yeah. yeah of course it, it wants to die you haven't talked about the magnitude well, of death because it thinks it just wakes up in fucking disneyland yeah exactly and i'm writing in this in, in my notes like i'm with the kid though i want her to die too i am crazy bored there's another showing a deadpool <laughs> in like 30 minutes right i can make it i can yeah. make it yeah so, so the daughter's saying to to the mom like Hey, uh, listen, uh, I had this idea and, um, just hear me all the way out before you respond. Um, if you stop 
giving me medicine. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Stop. I'll die right away and go to heaven. Hear me out. It's just like we were talking about in the books of the church. Everything. It's Well, and the mom is just like, you know, because, of course, she's at a loss here because what she has to then say is, but I would miss you. And it's just like, I'm being tortured, mom. So if you, you know, if you accept the actual Christian worldview here, mom's like, well, but I want you to be tortured because I'd miss you if you weren't tortured. Why don't you miscarry me? The fuck? <laughs> Did that with those other two kids. Also, I just want to say that at this point, the movie really lost focus on the plight of the lactose intolerance. So, like, <laughs> it's fine. But, like, I just want to say, like, we have real issues. Still waiting for that movie. Um, and then we go to uh, to dad at the airport uh, where he's trying to get the whole family to Boston. But damn it, if all his credit cards are, are, are declined. And I'm thinking... And they keep trying. Try- He's like, well, try this credit card, try this credit. And I'm like, why does a guy with no money have three credit cards? Maybe this is the problem. <laughs> right. And everyone, all the extras behind him in airplane line were really trying to get their under five SAG credit because <laughs> everyone behind him in line is like, come on, rah, 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 rah. you're taking another credit card. Oh, I'm, 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 I have to go on a flight. I'm a flyer flight flight. It's just the craziest also, extra background noise. And, and this is this is a thing that happened in, I believe, 2011. Who the fuck buys their ticket at the airport? <laughs> I, I, I was. I, I don't know that I. I don't even. I wouldn't even know where to go to buy a ticket at the airport. Peasants. That's <laughs> Peasants. The fucking people from Texas. <laughs> right. So he can't. He can't afford to pay. And the cashier guy at the airport all of a sudden finds out that his computer system went down. Mm-hmm. And then mm. he and now gives they can him get tic- tickets. Like if the computer system goes down at the airport, it just becomes. Honor system on tickets. Like, <laughs> the cashier yes. just writes like real tickets on an index card. T- <laughs> These are real tickets, crayon index card. It's fine. It's fine. You you pay us. We, we trust you. Eventually, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So and of course that's a miracle. Another very lame miracle from God. The system goes down so they can overdraw their account by twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Um. So then we go back to uh to Boston where we learn that once again that Anna's being a real bitch about dying real bitch <laughs> and she's like you need a shower and she goes and she's like i don't want to take a shower yeah and that's when dad calls because she doesn't know he's there and he's like you stink and she's like how do you know i need a shower and i wrote the eli Bosnick story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so he goes because i'm right outside and they all run in and have a happiness fight over top of her pillow fight <laughs> yeah and I wrote pillow fight with children. Guys, cut it out. I just came at the vomiting scene. <laughs> I'm not using my second slushie. Oh, this, okay. This is another one of those times that I had my notes. I had Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah having a pillow fight. And it was <laughs> awesome. I forgot to cross another one out. Did you let Heath fall asleep during the movie? <laughs> I was not asleep. <laughs> I was straight up hard awake. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then they release her from the hospital so she can go home and die. And, you know, the doctor and the doctor gives her this line. He's like, right now, family is the best medicine. Also, this giant pack of pills I'm sending you home with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her family and this swath of drugs yeah, are the best medicine. Right. right. Um, so then they go back home and uh, and the older sister talks Anna into climbing a tree with her. And I wrote. Oh, thank God they're climbing the tree. We're getting there, guys. We're getting we there. We all wrote, oh, thank God the tree. Oh, we did too, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. It's the tree. Oh, thank God it's the tree. Good. 
I was about to hit this little girl with my car myself. Right. Just to be like, great, you're better now? No? Movie's over. We're all, the rest of us are better. You had to go Uncle for the Panda sake 3. of the team there. So now, okay, so this is the part where she falls uh, from the tree. And I gotta, I gotta admit, I wasn't expecting her to fall into the tree. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was weird. Yeah. They're, so they climb up this tree, Anna and the older sister, and all of a sudden, the the tree, you know, the branch they're on starts to crack, and immediately it becomes extremely loud up on this branch with because these two girls. Scream, and yeah. It's like t- engine turbines going past them, <laughs> and the little sister's like, "What? Dive head first towards the knot in the tree? If you say so, this perforated knot in the side of the tree? All right." And she does. Yes, and then she falls head first thirty feet. Into the tree. And I, I mean, honestly, you know, I was thinking at that point, I'm like, that was, that was really a smart move by the, by the big sister. You know, just kill her off in a way that's going to get it over quick, break her fucking neck. It's the least cruel thing that we could do. Dying with dignity. Crazy billionaire money. We remake this movie and dad comes out and he goes, good, sealed it up. <laughs> sealed it up. <laughs> that bitch was Everyone costing can have me a pizza fortune. Again. Yeah, right. <laughs> Reddit's. But instead, the emergency vehicles show up to pull her out. And I thought at that point, I'm like, holy shit, has a lot of tax money been allocated to their bad parenting? Yeah, dad's a lot like yeah. uh, Atticus Finch, by the way. I just realized that. A lot like Atticus Finch. <laughs> Very similar story. Well, in the second one, Great anyway. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and, and, and then as the fucking firefighters are trying to figure out how to get her out of the tree and everything, the family gathers around to pray for it because apparently the EMTs and shit needed their help. Yeah. Yes, I find the best and most reliable processes are the ones you sob when you think your child is dead. Yes, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. And the firefighters and EMTs are like, hey, uh, hey guys, can you, can you do your prayer Congo line to hot, 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 like anywhere else besides right in our way. You're, you're right. We're, you're on the tree. You're surrounding the tree. Yeah. We kind of need to get right there. Also, a reporter shows up, uh, cause this is big news. And basically he says like, we're live at the house. Pretty sure the kid's dead in there. How about, what do you think, mom? You think the kid's dead? He is a foot and a half from Jennifer Gardner and he's like, she's certainly yeah. dead, dead, <laughs> suffering and burning in hell. <laughs> Jennifer Garner, what do you think? And she's she's doing the just ex- uh, a grenade just exploded thing that's that happens in so many movies. We're like, wee, wee, wee. yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but the, finally they managed to pull her out of the tree in full Jesus pose. By the way, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. We're gonna uh, we're gonna drill holes through her hands to run the ropes, and then we. It's <laughs> perfect. Oh no, she's already got him. She's already got him. Just yeah, just have her run him through right there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Maybe ankles. <laughs> So then we cut to the to a different hospital because we just haven't had enough hospitals in this movie where the doctor comes out and he says, I don't know how to tell you this, but she's fine. Yeah. You, wait a minute. Right, you get shit kicker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry to tell you this, but she didn't make it to the room where people are sick. <laughs> yeah! so, Steve, you got to stop doing that. We're being sued by like <laughs> Let him finish. Let I'm him gonna finish. I'm going to doctor the way I doctor. I'm going to doctor the way I doctor. So yeah, so he's just like, yeah, she didn't even get bruised, which is stupid because we could see the bruises on her. Right. He says, "You've I've never seen someone fall and be okay in my 25 years of being a doctor." And I was like, "Really? 25 years you've never seen someone fall and be okay? Maybe they fell and were okay and you didn't see them." <laughs> right, right. Yes, maybe they didn't go to the doctor because they were okay, you dumbass. Yeah. And why add the bruises thing? Like 
God heals deadly illnesses, traumatic head injuries, and also mild bruising like that <laughs> yeah. was going to clinch this for us. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they send her home and now she's doing just fine. She's, she doesn't even need her pain medicine anymore. She, why she's running around and playing soccer like there was never any stomach dying disease at all. Yeah. Yeah. And her, st- her stomach's no longer all swelled up because she's been doing weighted abs. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, you got to do weighted abs. She knows you can't just do sit ups nope. and push ups. You got to really that just bulks it up. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's a muscle. Yeah. It's a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. It's a muscle. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I had an experience. So she's a, Passive aggressive spiritual bitch now. Oh my god! And okay, everything she says is like a Deepak Chopra answer through this whole scene. Like <laughs> right. when you realize that Jesus is a circle, everybody hates you. And get cancer, <laughs> God. Well, and she goes, she goes. He told me I'd be fine, and Mom goes, "Who?" And I wanted so bad for her to go, "Allah." And she's like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, we've really got to rethink some shit." Damn it! No, honey, you just hit your head. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, about right. It, it play. was just a dream. Play, it was honey. just a dream. It was beside me. It was beside me. It was beside me. <laughs> if she doesn't have a vision of the black guy from Jessica Jones with two tongues, I call bullshit. <laughs> also, I love that uh, that Mom. Like, just takes her head trauma coma dream at face value as a thing. Like, mom, you know, you know that she just fell on her fucking head. Like, if she'd said, like, I fought with wooly mammoths, she wouldn't be like, wooly mammoths? Why, why, how many of them? Are they still <laughs> yeah, in there? <laughs> right. But no, but the fact that she says that she went to heaven, uh, mom's buying it entirely, which is where we get the, the little flashback to little girl heaven, which is all pink mm. and butterflies. Right, and the the water is Monet's version of water. Yeah, mm-hmm. clouds. And there's, and God's a mentalist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she does some she does some psychic talking to God. Yeah, well, right, right. Yeah, Mom's actual reaction to the movie. Movie. She goes, "Honey, you spoke to God." And the daughter's like, well, you couldn't hear him, and he couldn't hear me, but I knew what he was saying. It's like, wow, it's bullshit, even for a dream. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Mom goes. Well, you know, honey, not everyone's going to believe the brain trauma dream you had was a literal true event. And she's like, yeah, fuck them. Haters going to hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll get there when they get there. Yeah. It's like, oh, what about the kids who's or what about the parents of the kids who died? When are their parents going to get there, Aunt Jemima? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking did God know what card you were thinking of? Also, I just want to throw this out there. Two I Go to Heaven movies, three visions of heaven in cinema that I've seen so far. No one yet has been as good as Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. Right. So I'm just saying, the bar still remains at Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure. It was Bogus Not Journey, movie, by the way. I, no bogus worries. Journey. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 I'm now kind Sorry, of half Chris. buddies Sorry, with Chris. the guy who wrote it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we got <laughs> to make sure that we're accurate there. So then she takes him back to Dr. Nurko, and Dr. Nurko doesn't know what happened, therefore God. Right. Uh, and he says... Doctors say oh. spontaneous remission. That's our phrase to explain the unexplainable. That's what the but, doctor uh, says. But yeah, but God uh. is only three letters, so you know, Occam's <laughs> razor. Way shorter than spontaneous remission. I'm a, I'm a doctor, but I don't really believe in this science. <laughs> So, yeah, so the doctor can't explain what happened. It must have been a miracle from heaven. So mom runs out and hugs all the extras and bit actors from the movie. Uh, yeah, she celebrates in a waiting room full of dying children oh, and yeah. their parents. She's <laughs> dancing on the table in the middle of this waiting room. It's My kid's disgusting. fine. How's your kid doing? Still got cancer. Yeah. How's White Cells doing? Yeah. yeah. See, I told she you. She spikes a kid. No, really, this helped. <laughs> What religion are you, huh? Huh? Yeah. Oh, oh, Catholic. That's what did it. 
Also, can we point out how incredibly irresponsible it is for Dr. Nurko to be like, because he, he gives her, he has the thing at the beginning of the movie, he wears the Elmo tie and he can only not wear the Elmo tie when his patient gets better. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, what do you think? And he takes off the tie and gives it to her like, oh, she's better. That's incredibly irresponsible. This kid's been okay for like a month and a half. You not even. no way to know that she's not going to get worse yeah, again. Yeah, right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> she's going to come back and hand you your tie? Here you go, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry about that. We actually call it spontaneous remission because the uh, – Symptoms remitted spontaneously. <laughs> didn't let me finish. We didn't just uh, pick two random words put or this anything. Fucking there. tie back on and rape my nose again. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we also get the saying goodbye to Queen Latifah at the airport scene. Uh, to which I just wrote, why the fuck was this character in the movie? Which is what I wrote every time she was there. Aunt Angela. Great. I already have a cavity. I don't need another. <laughs> yeah. We do get a final racist moment though, so that was nice. The little girl's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I noticed this doll looks just like uh, you people. I'd like you to have it. <laughs> yeah. And it's this horribly ra- – it's like a voodoo doll of a black person made by a Trump voter. It's terrible. <laughs> I got me an Obama doll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, – My ni- – <laughs> I had my notes. I was like, can I call you Aunt whatever your name is? Because we kind of feel like the old lady in the front row right in front of Noah has two more unused tissues in her purse. And, uh, you know, we don't want her to waste anything there. She's going to have to start using butterscotch wrappers. (laughs) (laughs) Unwrapping Werther's originals just for this case. And now, uh, so in all the news stories locally, they're talking about how this little girl fell into a tree and got cured. Um, an atheist dad with the cancer daughter from earlier sees the news reports because apparently this is national news. Mm. And, you know, he realizes that if he'd loved Jesus, God wouldn't have murdered his daughter with bone cancer. So he has that moment. Yeah. Uh, and we cut to the church where she's going to give her miracles or miracles speech. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. I, I thought to myself, oh, good, she's going to give a speech, and then we'll hear from the 800 million other mothers whose children's just died, yes. and God didn't send a butterfly <laughs> to. Right. Yeah. But her speech is basically, Albert Einstein believed in miracles. Oh, fuck oh, you okay. with the Einstein. Can, can we, Are you can kidding we, me? Can we spend a second? On, okay, so the Einstein, she says, Einstein said there are two ways to live your life. One, as though everything's a miracle, or as though nothing is. Now, first of all, that's quoting Einstein the way David Barton quotes Jefferson. If Einstein said that, he said it in 1993 because that's the first fucking time it was yeah. ever attributed to Einstein. Does that, I mean, that's a fatally flawed bullshit dichotomy. Does that sound like something that Einstein would say? That's, there's, ob- that's obviously untrue on its fucking face. But even if he did say that, I would imagine that would be his way of saying, yeah, but miracles aren't really a thing. Anyway, you got to believe right. that E equals MC squared. <laughs> yeah, nope, you just nope, have to no, you don't. Take it doesn't matter what you believe. God doesn't play dice with the universe, guys. Morality, no. morality is subject to relativity. Wait, hold on. This, this fucks up the whole movie. <laughs> cut, cut. Well, you're cut, cut right there. Cut right there. Now we start again. Yeah, I, 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 and I wrote down here, and I, I'll admit I had to look it up, but I wrote, if you want to quote Einstein in a sermon, here's a good one for you. 
I cannot imagine a God who rewards and punishes the object of his creation, whose purposes are modeled after our own, a God short who is but a reflection of human frailty. Neither can I believe that the individual survives the death of his body, although feeble souls harbor such thoughts through fear or ridiculous egotisms. That's a real Einstein quote for you, lady. <laughs> you got to do it in a communist one? accent. Oh, yeah, right, right. I got to try that one more time. I can't even imagine a God. Who- yes. Anywho, so, and then, and then we get the revenge. Veal, where it yeah. actually shows all of the quote-unquote miracles we saw in the movie, and they turned out to be just people doing shit. These are not yeah. miracles. No. Are, these are people yeah. doing real things. These these people are literally being good without God. This is a human... Yes. The, the reveal is a humanism commercial. Right, right. Like So, right. like, the, the, the one is that, like, when they had to take the daughter to the ER, they had to call her friend to come over and watch the fucking kids while they were at the ER, and she wouldn't... You know what? That lady had to bring her baby with her, but didn't tell them that they had... She had to bring the baby, so whatever. And the guy... Oh, the fucking... The airport thing? Oh, my God. He shut off the computer. No, it was shut off the, the entire monitor. It was even dumber than we thought. The guy just turned off his monitor. That's yes. nothing. That's like a bank manager turning off his desk lamp and handing you $1,200 cash because money doesn't count in the dark. Like, are you kidding me? It was so fucking stupid. And yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, it wasn't God that got her that 7 a.m. appointment with the doctor. It was that fucking receptionist that you berated like a horrible bitch for 15 minutes and didn't want you coming back. Right. So for the record, miracles are human kindness, medicine, human kindness, spontaneous remission. God, yeah, and right, re- reset right. the router for 10 seconds. The other miracle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was the message of this? I already know that there's not a God. Why would you tell me that? Anyway, so yeah, the, the, the miracles are fully explicable things that we know the cause for and aren't divine. That's the message of the movie. And then, of course, for the third time in this film, the problem of evil comes up. You know, she's like, I don't know why my little girl live when so many others die. It's almost like the whole world is governed by impersonal natural laws or something, but it's not. <laughs> those other kids. Yeah. yeah. And then, in an absolutely crazy <laughs> moment, the mean lady from earlier, yes. like, it's Q&A, just goes, how do we know your daughter was sick? Yes. <laughs> People will say. <laughs> well, and I love how they have to, like, the movie is, like, very clearly saying, if you doubt this, you're the same bitch that came up to the girl earlier and said that her sins were keeping the daughter from getting better. That's yeah. you. Right. You sound like You're this. But so does the rest That's of the audience because they're like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, it does sound great. Doubtful, 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 skeptical. But it's okay because 99 Cent Store, Christoph Waltz comes to her record. And this is how he comes to her rescue. He says, my daughter died, quote, she suffered a great deal, end quote. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm already buying the God bit. His conclusion to that is like, Thank you so much for lying to my daughter, not how come she didn't get a butterfly? Well, and then he's going like, you know, she was suffering for a very, 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 very long time. But once Haley got that cross (laughs) from Anna, she really enjoyed dying. She was quite fond of it once she was on board with Jesus. So those last two weeks before dying at age eight. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Right. Thank you for lying to my child. At least make up a good lie. Right. Hey, when you die, you turn into a robot ninja that refuels by fucking Megan Kelly. <laughs> All right, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking walk around Monet's painting. That's, that's my new heaven. <laughs> Don't you try to what dreams may come me. <laughs> yeah, and, and so also, I, I feel like this monologue from the atheist with a dead daughter only exists so that the mom who wrote this can feel less guilty about exploiting her daughter's illness. 
Sure. And, and then the movie admits that they, they have all the reasons in the world to just make this shit up. And then we get <clears throat> the slow clap. Oh, right. Are you oh, kidding me? Oh, dear God, the slow. Yeah, the atheist dad with the dead daughter who says, now I believe in Jesus because he killed my kid, um, gets a slow clap from the church. Right. You're gonna sing "Old Lang Syne" now? What the fuck's happening? <laughs> right. Slow clap. They they cut to them eating pizza. So yeah, yeah, everybody's fine now. They can once again eat pizza because she's healed. And they open up the fucking pizza, and I thought I was gonna vomit. It almost gave me pseudo obstruction motility disorder. It looks so disgusting. I'm like, is yeah. that? Did you just put fucking Heinz ketchup on some bread <laughs> yeah. there? This pizza looks like it came from an Easy Bake oven. Oh, it's like it's terrible. I, I looked at that pizza and I'm like, oh god! I, if I was that little girl, I'd wanted to just have died. Yeah, this looks like rejected lunchables. Like I can see why you're eating, like why you were getting fucking bowel disorders by eating that kind of shit. I mean, okay, look, I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta focus on this for just a second because I used to like, I used to manage a couple of pizza places back in my youth, and this is the pizza that I would use as the example. I'm like, if you fuck things up bad enough, people, you will send human beings this. <laughs> Don't make the, only Tom and Cecil will eat this. Nobody, this is look how bad this is. Nobody else in the world would eat this. See, now that earned a slow clap right there. Yeah, and 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 then we cut to um, call the lasagna. Lasagna, Tom. It's called a lasagna. <laughs> Just have a lasagna if you want a lasagna. <laughs> Don't give it a crust and call it a pizza. If you're it's eating fine, it with fine. a spoon, it's not That's a fucking pizza, uh, gazpacho guys. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we get this great little moment where we get to meet the real family that this is based on. This And this almost won me back to <laughs> loving the movie because the whole family is fat. They're yes. just the regular people, but they're fat. <laughs> I'm guessing the uh, the distended belly thing was a lot less impactful in real life. I, I get the yeah. I, I too would have no idea that my intestines stopped working just by looking at my stomach. I would have. Well, I also no I, I also have warning. a sneaking suspicion that missing the All Star soccer tryouts for the oldest daughter was probably just saving her some embarrassment too. But uh. apparently, those motherfuckers wanted me to run. <laughs> Jesus, they didn't even let me. I bought McDonald's. They didn't let me bring it on the field. They were like, no food or drink on the field. That's bullshit. Now I, I, mean, now I play bass clarinet. <laughs> well, and that begs the, the question, though. It's like, why didn't they just use fat actors? I mean, like, like it always blows me away. Like in, in, in Monster, right? They need a horribly ugly woman. So they hire Charlize Theron and make her look horribly ugly for the part. Like, just use fat kid actors. They're looking for work. We're not going to, we're not going to be looking at this fucking little girl through this movie and saying, yeah, I mean, she's got, you know, stomach dying disease, but I don't think she's going to be all that fuckable later anyway. They probably, they probably, right, exactly. they probably cast the real family and then the pizza giving away scene didn't work and they're just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's doing it. No, it's in the script, guys. It's the just, fucking you know, older you can daughter have it picks up her fucking cut. You can have it. It's not real that you're promising. I'll you're stab actors. all of you, you guys are actors. <laughs> and then it all closes off. And all right, so when I got home, I, I, I looked up this story. Okay. Because I wanted to see if like anybody had done a skeptical treatment of it or whatever, and no one had. As a matter of fact, there were no contemporary news articles about this whatsoever that mentioned anything about her like having had a stomach disorder and then not having the stomach disorder afterwards. The only things that the fucking news items, like the local news items said at the time was, little girl falls out of a tree and doesn't get hurt. Hooray, right? 
That was it. Right. But I, I, I also bought, uh, went ahead and Googled, and I, you know, I, I'm not a, I don't want to come off as a Google MD here, but from as near as I can tell, pseudo obstruction motility disorder is like, it's, it's a disorder that you generally recover from. Okay. Like, like it is the fact that it went away is in zero need of explanation. That would be like going like, well, how did those chicken pox suddenly go away then? I mean, this is not a disease that is like a, there is like a chronic version of this disease, but it generally shows up at birth. Usually if somebody gets this, they then get better when like the second, cause it's like a secondary infection or something, or it's like, uh, it's, 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 it's a response to a drug that they took or something like that. Like th- there is no, mystery here whatsoever the little girl the the disease ran its course yeah, this is like hitting your head and saving your baby teeth with it yeah. <laughs> now they stay forever okay what also and and if you think about it okay so because we saw the girl and she's rolling around on the bed the uh, hospital bed all all sick and everything wouldn't you think that if that girl was climbing a tree that might be because she was already starting to feel a little better you know, I mean, when you think that the disease was already easing off. Yeah, right, right. Not important. And and also, like, I mean, the movie repeatedly points out that the family was broke even before the illness, that they were desperately in need of money. And hmm, let's see, about a year before this happened, uh, the boy who went to heaven became a New York Times bestseller. The Heaven is for Real <laughs> was a New York Times bestseller. Hmm, I wonder where she got the idea. And yeah, if you guys think if Anna slips and falls and hits her head, I'm not instantly going to turn into a Christian podcaster. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Also, I found Jesus tomorrow. I mean, I also find it interesting that like, because I watched some interviews with the real Christy Beam that that Jennifer Garner's character is is based on, and in the interviews, like the way that she like tries to 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 bolster the claims of this being a miracle is by telling uh, people about the details that she saw that the daughter saw when she went to heaven you know like she met her dead sister like the kid from heaven is for real met her uh, fucking miscarriage sister um and and described what jesus looked like or whatever and it sat on jesus's lap it's almost exactly the same fucking story that the heaven is for real kid did she run into the heaven is for <laughs> real kid there was it awkward and he was like, are you gonna write a book too yeah, yeah I'm gonna write well, a book my mom too. isn't gonna make a lot of money off of it and uh mm-hmm. you know then it's uh, maybe even a movie and yeah so like yeah exactly this entire movie is based on the recollections of an unconscious eight-year-old girl with head trauma but i also want to point out that like the story is actually a little worse a couple interesting and kind of unrelated notes here okay first of all in real life the family waited two hours after that little girl fell into the fucking tree before they called 911 and no one will ever convince me that's not because they didn't stand around the tree for an hour and a half going, <laughs> come on, Jesus, I mean, we leave her in there. We leave her in there. Right. <laughs> like, come on. We can we really I mean, we, you know, we could all just go back inside the house right to have pizza and everything or that they spent two hours <laughs> wishing to Jesus or something. Also, in real life, Anna was fully conscious during the rescue. She even tied her own safety harness because none of the grownups could fit through. Also, according to multiple stories, the dad immediately after this promised to cut the fucking tree down because it was such a hazard and so many kids were getting hurt on this fucking tree. But as we learned in the movie, he didn't. It eventually just fell down in a storm and probably could have hurt somebody then. And also, again, in no contemporary article about this was Anna's medical condition or miraculous recovery mentioned. That doesn't show up until 2015 when Christy Beam is running around doing her fucking book tour. <sighs> so, at any rate, I just, like, the more I learned about that, the more I, the, the whole concept pissed me off because people are going to walk out of this movie going like, well, what about that case of that girl in Texas who had that uncurable fatal disease? No, she didn't. 
She didn't. I don't want to diminish what the little girl went through. This is a very, very difficult disease to go through, and the tubal feeding is really, really fucking rough, and she had to take a lot of drugs and shit, and she was obviously in great pain several times and everything, but the fact that the mother's using that to fucking make her living, like exploiting that illness and all the shit that her daughter went through, to not only make her fucking living by selling a book, but also by selling her fucking religion, that's a horrible bitch thing to do. She she should get that real atheist dad to just go around and like shill at book tours for her and (laughs) pop up in the audience. No, it's real. I believe I her. It's true. <laughs> and I'm an atheist. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this movie. And well, that does it for our review of Miracles from Heaven. That's not going to quite do it for the episode just yet because we still need to leave you all tingly for next week's show. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. Mercy rule. <laughs> oh, One step closer to completing Kirk Cameron's filmography. Yeah, this is a Kirk Cameron Little League baseball movie. I bet they sport real well. <laughs> I bet they sports all the sports. And by the way, the preview for this, look up the preview <laughs> so for this on good. YouTube because the preview for this is opened and end capped with Kirk Cameron being like, I loved making this movie. And the best part was I got to play husband and wife with my real wife. She had to kiss me and I didn't have to tie her up or anything. Sorry, <laughs> no, we got to put that. <laughs> And uh, it actually started raining in the middle of his little bump video. It was oh, did fantastic. It? Yeah. <laughs> we're keeping it right. Yeah, we're just – whatever. Just – it doesn't – I love it. Terrible. And also he's like – he's telling you who's in the fucking movie and he's like, uh, you know what? <laughs> it's so fucking good. I can't do it justice. I'm just going to play you a quick clip of who's in the movie. <laughs> and guess who else is in it? Boss Rutan from Here Comes the Boom. You know, twisty. He plays the coach. And comedian Tim Hawkins, you know, the Chick-fil-A song guy. This is his very first feature film, and he plays my brother. How great is that? And I should point out, he does a little hand motion with that. He does a little, like, shaking a fucking thing by oh, his the, head. The twisty. Yeah, twisty. <laughs> so there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a mime there. You have to, you have to so, watch that fucking preview. And, and by the way, I was very excited. They actually did, based on the preview anyway, get some real baseball players for this. Like, there was baseball being played by people who had played it before. But I'm pretty sure I saw... Two base runners going in opposite directions. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> Which, uh, it might actually happen in real baseball for like a second once in a while on like a double play. But not a great sign. Not yeah. a great sign. <laughs> no. No. Tag, you're in. Well, also, they were having a lot of fun with the super slow in the preview. Like, there's one shot where it's just a kid throwing a baseball in super slow motion, but he's not throwing it at anything. It's just like he's throwing a baseball across the yard. Yeah, I thought he was throwing it at a girl's face <laughs> in the preview because there's like a shot of a girl watching. And I was like, is he going to hit her in the face with a baseball? Yeah, but that would have ha- required something to happen. So, yeah, basically, it's the preview is just like fucking Kurt Cameron giving his version of the Al Capone speech from The Untouchables and <laughs> interspersed with like weird like vacation movie level montages of kids playing baseball. This should be a blast. Oh, I can't wait. So with all that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 31 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us out a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoy the show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, which are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music you 
used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following links on the show notes to this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. Wow. <laughs> Tom Brady went on to be found guilty of way more cheating than we thought, which pretty much invalidated the entire New England Patriots dynasty of the last decade and a half. It's a miracle. Fuck you. Fuck you, Boston. God continued to murder 14 children a minute because he only has so many butterflies. Anna's sister later died when she tried to heal her broken ankle by jumping headfirst down a tree that was three stories tall. <laughs> It's the message of this stupid fucking movie, anyway. Yeah, seriously, like, I don't know how many tongues he has, but, like, sometimes it was in between his tits, and sometimes it was in his mouth, but it was just like a wet, sloppy vessel of pleasure. Okay. <laughs> I knew there was no fucking way Sorry, he was going to I got it. I got it. <laughs> Okay, honey, maybe. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I should have just taken a video of he <laughs> trying to hold it together while you were going through that shit. When you fucked up and had and to do it. And then you started over. Yeah, yeah, I was like, there's no way he's going to make it. I... Oh.